What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's up, Fight Fanatics community? Your boy, Eric Anders, is coming on the Fight Fanatics podcast. We're going to talk about Poirier Hooker, talking about fighting through the global pandemic and the middleweight division. Buckle up and get ready for the Fight Bananas Podcast. What's up, guys? This is Dave on the Fight Bananas Podcast. How's everyone doing? Uh, Hopefully, you're having a great, great week. Uh, Just a podcast a couple days ago, we talked to All In about Poirier Hooker so much more. The Professor John Rafford came on the episode. Uh, But we're pumped, guys. Uh, Your boy Eric Anders is coming on the Fight Bananas Podcast. We are a humongous fan of him. Um, You know, I want to talk to him about how it's funny. Uh, There's just guys in the sport, especially in the UFC, that are just must-see TV. And Anders is one of those guys. Anytime, I don't care if he's in the co-main event, uh, just on the regular card, prelims, it doesn't matter. Dana White, when Anders is on, we are watching. We are big fans. Uh, I think the MMA community uh, just loves his fighting spirit, his style, his story, everything in between. We are huge fans of uh, your boy, Eric Anders. So we are so excited to have him on. But real quick, before we get Eric on the podcast, I just want to give out a really huge shout-out. Like, I was thinking about it, and, uh, you know, to all the fathers out there, earmuffs. You ready? That's the code word, right? Um, <laughs> I think it's fucking insane. It's crazy what the world is going through through this corona pandemic. Uh, their stores closed. Jobs are closed. Uh, everyday experiences are different. I'm a father. Uh, the kids have been home. Sandcastle, our schools were called. It, it's, it's amazing what we are going through. And, you know, I talk into a microphone for a living. How about, let's give out a, 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 let's give out a shout out. I'm not trying to be that guy, but I'm trying to be the a respectful guy. These men and women are fighting inside a steel cage for their lives. To keep on uh, proceeding with their career. Yeah, guys, some gyms are still not all the way right. Uh, you know, how you're training, how you're eating. The travel's all messed up. People in your corner. I, it's, it's amazing that we are still in a world with no football, no basketball, no baseball. Uh, it, it's, it's no hockey. But the UFC, every goddamn Saturday night, we are seeing a show after a show. Uh, guys, Poirier Hooker was one of the greatest fights I've ever seen in my life. How great was the whole card? We got Maurice Green uh, crying, uh, getting an unbelievable submission in the third. How about Mike Perry and the whole corner situation? There's just storylines galore. How about Anders' card in Jacksonville, Walt Harris's return? There has been so many great fights. Emmett Burgos. These have been absolutely stacked. We're going to Fight Island in a couple weeks. The UFC has put their goddamn flag on the map. It's just amazing that... I, all these critics 
and all this negativity of, oh, the cage size and this and money. God, Lee Almighty, just enjoy it. These guys, Eric is putting his life on the line, grinding. There's been so many great fights. Middleweight division, our main man, Brandon Allen Allen. I want to talk to Anders about that. They fought in the LFA a minute back. Allen left his kid uh, to train for a couple weeks through this pandemic, get a W, come back home, and then shoot. You know, he's got, you know, structural damage in his orbital bone, and he might be out for the rest of the year. Give these men some credit. God dang. All right, I'm off the soapbox. Um, let's get it. Let's get it. I'm super excited. First time coming on the Fight Bananas podcast. It's your boy, Eric Anders. All right, guys, we promised him on the Fight Bananas line, my main man, your boy, Eric Anders. How you doing, my man? Man, doing awesome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. Um, before we get into you, so much I want to talk about you, the middleweight division, UFC, and all. But how about those damn fights this past weekend, especially that Poirier versus Hooker? Uh, man, were, did you watch it live? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think that was a sleeper fight. I don't think that uh, too many people thought that they were going to get the treat that they got. With uh, You know, it's probably, you know, it's definitely in there for the fight of the year. Uh, cat, um, contention. So, you know, it was an awesome fight. Glad I got to witness it. And, uh, you know, thank you to those guys for putting on such a show. Absolutely, man. And, uh, with you being, you know, a fighter, you know, I know you guys make friends and there's teammates and all that galore. Like, when you see a battle, when you see a, you know, two gladiators go in there and probably will maybe never be the same. Uh, you know, Dustin is a, you know, a, he all the time on Instagram showing his daughter uh, about Parker and how he, he's a father and all that. Do you think of that at all? Or are you just in the moment as well? And you're like, hey, I do it too. And it's uh, to the best man wins. Or do you like, wow, I hope these guys uh, don't give everything out there, you know? Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Dan Hooker's a, a dad too. So, you know, I think for me, it's, you know, may the best man win, you know. Uh, they both put a lot of hard work, effort, sacrifices and, you know, stuff. And, uh, man, to be honest with you, man, it hurts a little bit less whenever you get a win. So, right, right. you know, uh, you know, it hurts a little bit more uh, whenever you whenever you get in there in a close fight and, and take a loss like that. Absolutely. The uh, the money is a little bit better than the next fight's a little bit better. The media is a little bit better. The uh, sponsors a little bit better. So uh, I hear you on that. Um, another thing I thought of, I actually thought of you, uh, you know, we were getting this together over the weekend and I saw the fights. Um, I think that you would be absolutely amazing in that small cage and the small octagon. Have you thought about that at all? Because when you fought in Jax, that was a big boy cage uh, over there at the Memorial Arena. Uh, have you thought about and have you been wanting to get a fight inside that smaller cage at the Apex? Yeah, I, I like the smaller cage for me personally. Uh, it entices the fight. Right. All the, guys who, all the guys who beat me for the most part are guys who, you know, throw like one or two um, little pitter-pat shots and run away. So I think for someone with my fighting style and the way I fight and the way I like to fight, that uh, the little cage would benefit me a pre pretty good bit. 
Absolutely. I do too. I do too. Um, and then we're about to get into your last question on this weekend. Maybe, maybe the biggest talking point out of the weekend was Mike Perry, the corner, the girlfriend, all of that. Uh, you know, tell me, I would love your take on just the, uh, the platinum show and, uh, not having coaches out there. What's your take on it? Uh, well, man, you know, clearly Mike's got trust issues and, you know, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, what his deal is with his, you know, previous coaches. You know, I think, you know, something may have happened there that, you know, is, is making all this happen. You know, he just recently uh, broke up with his, you know, with his old lady. So um, I think all that kind of plays a role in, uh, you know, what he's got going on. And, you know, I kind of feel him a little bit, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, someone can tell you to throw a, you know, a jab cross, but at the same time, like – if that if that ain't what you feel as a fighter who's actually in there, you know, it's a little bit different being the person on the outside telling somebody what to do versus being the one who's actually in there. So, you know, I don't know what kind of coaches he had before or what kind of corner work he had, but, you know, uh, he went out there and got the job done. So, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the thing about it. If he goes out there and loses, he looks like a clown. But Right, right, because, right. Because he went out there and won and, you know, one pretty decisively, man. I think he's got an underrated ground game and an understanding of the, you know, grappling. But uh, he went out there and, and got a got a win. So you know, don't it? You know, it is what it is. Right, right. No, and I'm with you, man. Uh, we're here. We're located here in Florida, and Mike was over here at Fusion XL in Orlando. Uh, you're right. They split. Um, you know, it is what it is. And then I, I, I get you so much on that. Uh, me as a father. There, there's a certain way you can talk to your kids inside your home and not outside. And there's certain ways that, uh, you know, I got two boys. So one, I'm a little bit harder on a little bit less. I, you know, I can only imagine inside that cage if, you know, if your coach is saying to you, hey, you know, you can take the jab, but you might want to wrestle more, whatever. But you're in there. Uh, there's nothing like you're feeling, your instincts. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, Mike was saying that the coaches were saying, um, you know, giving them wrong information or, you know, hey, I'm in here. Mike's got like seven or eight UFC wins. Uh, you know, he's been around the block a little bit, and uh, he was saying that his coaches did not get those wins. So, uh, you know, there's something to it, but, you know, uh, we just saw Gaethje over there in Jacksonville as well the uh, couple of days before your show, how he listened to his coach, and that gave him the interim championship. So there's pros and cons to both, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Trevor Whitman, you know, he's obviously one of the – better minds in the game and uh probably understands the game a lot more than than others um so and and i think you know i don't think a coach necessarily needs to like tell you you know throw a jab throw a cross you know i think safe so saeed uh out of fortis is a pretty good coach and uh i'm not really sure he gets a whole lot of direction uh rather than he motivates his fighters to want to win, you know, puts them through hell to get ready for a fight. And then, you know, kind of reminds them of all the shit that they went through to get ready for a fight. It makes them fight that much harder. Absolutely, my man. All right, so let's get into you. Uh, it was in Jacksonville. We'll get there in a second about how what the UFC did, why I'm just a big proponent right now, what the UFC is doing about uh, literally bringing back cards every single goddamn weekend. But, uh, you know, you fought. 
Um, you know, it's it's been a couple months now. For one, you know, what was the main event of your show? So I know that had to be, and I know your relationship with him had to just be uh, emotional to say the you know the least. Uh, but how did you feel on your performance? It's been a couple months now. Uh, how are you feeling mentally and physically? And uh, like I said, yeah, when do you want to get back in that octagon? Uh, I feel good mentally and physically. Um, you know, obviously it wasn't my best performance, uh, not even my style of fighting, but, you know, it is what it is, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know when I'll be back. Maybe uh, towards the end of the year, beginning of next year, uh, maybe. We'll see. Not really sure, but, uh, you know, as soon as I'm ready, the UFC has a, has a, has a habit of, as soon as I'm ready to go, they, they give me the call, so. As soon as I can, I will uh, be back in there. That's awesome. I, I think one of those reasons why is uh, you're at the end of the day. I know it's sport, and I know it's a you know a fight and all of that. But at the end of the day, it's entertainment. Uh, people, when there's fans in the stands, uh, they they you know every 18 inches they're paying money for a seat. Uh, people are watching on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and you're one of those fighters, Eric. I'm, I'm not saying this just because you're on. I've been saying this for you know for almost two, three years now, you're one of those, you're must-see. You're must-see TV, uh, you're must-see fight. Uh, doesn't matter if you're the co-main event or on the regular card or on the prelims. At any time that uh, your boy's fighting, it's a must-see uh, you know, event. Is that something you pride yourself in? Is that something that uh, it's like, hell yeah, you know, I'm into it? Or at the end of the day, you just kind of just want to get wins and you don't really maybe care about that side of it? Or it is, it is important to you to be um, you know, almost an entertainer at the end of the day? Yeah, absolutely, you know, because at the end of the day, the more people who want to watch you fight, the more you get paid at the end of the day. Excuse me, that's what we're here for, so, um, yeah. I, man, it just so happens that, you know, people like to watch what I like to do. You know, I like to put hands on people uh, and knock people out, and, you know, fortunately for me, that's what people like and what they want to see, so um, it just kind of plays into my, my wheelhouse, if you will, uh, my skill set. Um, so, you know, I, I'm more than glad to, to keep on doing it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, definitely. Like I said, you're just like, you're, you're musty TV. Um, also another guy that you fought, remember, um, it's gotta be four or five years now. L L L F A. Uh, you fought Brandon Allen Allen. Uh, he just won this past weekend. That's three in a row for him. So he's on a little bit of a run. Um, but, uh, I remember that fight, uh, LFA 14, I think off the top of my head, uh, you guys just went at it. Um, you know, did you know back then that, uh, Alan was going to be one of those, um, he was going to make it to the show and, uh, Alan was going to have a good career in front of him. Did you feel that that night? Um, yeah, I think when we fought, he may have been like 21, 22 years old. So he was super young whenever we fought, um, yeah. So, you know, I just figured that, you know, as long as he kept at it. Uh, eventually he would get a shot and, you know, he has and he's done, uh, you know, an awesome job, three and oh, three wins, um, in the UFC. That's big. So, you know, um, yeah, yeah, he's doing his thing right now. Absolutely, my man. Um, you as well. Um, like you said, you want maybe at the end of uh, this year, early next year, is there a couple, is there a guy that you would like to, uh, you know, to get in there? Is there someone you do want to maybe call out or a couple guys, or are you just, hey, whatever UFC gives you, you're signing, you're moving forward? Yeah, whoever they give me, I sign and keep it moving, you know. Um, I think they do a pretty good job of giving me matchups that people want to see. Right. Uh, so, you know, um, it doesn't matter who I fight, when I fight. Uh, 
you know, I just got to be, you know, healthy and ready to uh, to get in there and go, you know, 15, 25 minutes. Absolutely. Uh, two more things for you. I don't want to keep your time. Uh, big fan here, Fight Panaz, Eric, your boy, Anders. Um, for one is the middleweight division. Uh, over the last three, five, eight years, Eric, uh, a huge evolution. It used to be... Uh, slower, uh, maybe a little bit more wrestle and base division. Now you just got strikers everywhere. You got still great wrestlers in there with Jack Hermanson and you got gas and all that, but it just seems like the evolution in the middleweight division is just, uh, maybe more than any division has really upticked in the last couple of years. I would love your take right now on the, your synopsis on a lot of the middleweights up there on the top. Um, now a lot of those guys are super well rounded, man. A lot of those guys have knockouts and, uh, submission wins. So, I don't think, especially at the top, uh, you know, there are guys that are just good at one thing. Like, you know, we don't see a whole lot of Paulo Costa on the ground, but it's because he's got good takedown defense and, uh, you know, throws a lot of volume. You know, uh, Chris Weidman, national, you know, you know, his wrestling credentials, everybody knows about them. And, you know, the top to bottom, you know, it's a pretty diverse and well-rounded, uh, division. Oh, for sure. It's one of my favorite divisions in the uh, all weight classes. Uh, up top, but even it's just so deep. Uh, there's just so many studs in there. Even like we were just saying, uh, guys that you felt like Gerald Mershaw, Brandon Allen, Allen, uh, yourself. There's just so deep. And then you get into that top ten. It's like killer, killer. Jared Kinnear doesn't get a lot of love. And I think he's an absolute monster there. Um, you know, we're going through this global pandemic, uh, Corona COVID-19, uh, the UFC is back every weekend. Like we said earlier at the apex, we're going to fight Island. You guys made a big snap there in Jacksonville around a month ago, six weeks ago. Uh, but I know you're a big football guy. Uh, how do you feel on the football season? Are you afraid of what might happen or are you just, uh, you're not worried about it or you think everything will be okay when uh, football comes around in the fall? Um, yeah, I think there'll be a season, you know, what they do with or without the fans, I don't know. Um, so, but, you know, I, I, there's a lot of money that, uh, you know, is going to be lost with no season. So I think that they're going to exercise every possible uh, effort to uh, to have a season. Yeah, it's uh, what I hear is that the so if the NFL doesn't play, it's $4 billion they lose. And then, of course, if the college boys don't play, if college football doesn't play, uh, you know, lacrosse goes away, swimming goes away, you know, softball goes away, uh, you know, uh, men's college football pays for everything. You know what I mean? So it's just uh, mm-hmm. unbelievable. So um, going into the football, last question for you, Mom. what do you think happening? Uh, we know you're a strong, strong Bama guy. Um, what do you think for them going into this season coming up? I, I like it, man. You know, they uh they got the number one quarterback, number one dual threat quarterback in right. the nation this right. past year. We don't know how much Bama loves those dual threat quarterbacks. Um and, you know, they they always, you know, keep one in the chamber, man. So whenever somebody leaves and they time to reload, they, they always got one in the chamber. So you know, I think Nick Saban is the is the pioneer and the best at figuring things out, uh, and working that gray area. So, you know, if they say that they can, you know, uh, whatever gray area there is, he's going to exploit it and, and take advantage of it to, to give himself an advantage. Oh, 100%. Uh, your boy, Eric Anders, man, we appreciate your time. Uh, like I said, we're huge fans. We cannot wait to see you back in the octagon. Uh, your must-see TV every single time. Uh, I'll tell Dana White, uh, you're $60 every time we see you on the pay-per-view card. So uh, hopefully you get a little bit more on the check, all right? Tell him.
know. We got you, my man. We'll talk to you real soon. We appreciate your time, all right? I appreciate it, brother. Yes, sir. What's up, guys? This podcast has been supported by Warhammer Fightwear. Check them out at warhammerfightwear.com. They got some of the best gear in all of MMA, but guys, they got stuff for the ladies, kids, and of course, us men. I wear that dry fit tee on the daily. Check out your boys at warhammerfightwear.com. Also, our family at End Still Nutrition. Check them out at endstillnutrition.com or on the Instagram page, End Still Nutrition. Guys, it's we're going through hard times. Make sure you take your supplements. Be strong on the daily. Guys, check out instillnutrition.com. All right, all right, guys. That was your boy, Eric Anders, coming on the Fight Banaz podcast. Man, what a great talk. I'd, uh, yeah, he's just, he is one of those guys. There's like, 12 or 14 guys or girls right that uh anytime they're on the card it's a it's a must it's he's must see tv you cannot not watch it live you never know what's going to happen um i'm ready to put, for him to put two three four in a row you know what i'm saying i'm ready for him to put two three four in a row let's get in let's break through that top 10 i think 2021 will be an absolute banner year for your boy um all right guys we're rolling uh, another crazy great week here uh, no fights this weekend, but next weekend, UFC 251, uh, Fight Island is real. We are so excited. Triple main event, uh, three titles on the line, Burns Usman, Holloway, Volkanowski, and the last one, Jan versus Aldo. And uh, this past weekend on uh, Fight Banana's Instagram page, I saw that they put, what underdog can you see them uh, You know, taking the crown, taking the championship? They're all around minus, I mean, plus 200, all three guys. It's uh, Holloway, Aldo, and Burns. So out of those three, which one do you see upsetting uh, the champ or becoming champ? I would love your take on it. Guys, slide into the DMs. Uh, We had a lot of answers on the IG page. Uh, We'll see you out there. We're going to break down. We're going to get the professor on and have a full breakdown of UFC 251 later on. Uh, Make sure you see uh, on our YouTube page, uh, Dustin Poirier's top Five performances of all time. So if you haven't subscribed right now, hit the pause button. If you're listening to it, if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe right now. Dustin Poirier's top five performances of all time. Check that out right now. Eric, we appreciate your time. Your boy, we are out on the Fight Bananas Podcast. Every day, We rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.